You're listening to The Point with Pastor Gray on Atta Church Radio. 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 Praise the Lord and welcome to The Point for today, January 19th, 2022. Uh, It has, as we were just mentioning before we started recording, this has been going quickly already. We're already, um, I was looking at the calendar thinking, wow, you know, I think it's maybe we got the second week into into January. No, it's the 19th. The uh, month is is two-thirds of the way over. (laughs) We are racing along into 2022. And so we're praising God and just keeping our eyes open. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm so thankful to be here once again with The Point and uh, something we get to be a privilege on doing every week. I do want to let you know that we do have our other podcasts starting up this week. We've got Eschaton will be coming out later this week uh, as we go into the 2022 season for that. Amen. And then uh, we've got another podcast coming up early in February is when that'll start releasing. And uh, so look forward to that. And uh, that'll all be coming out on our same podcast feed, which is uh, At A Church Radio. So if you want to look that up... If you catch us on Facebook or YouTube, you can also catch us on all the podcasting platforms, Facebook, uh, Google, uh, Apple, basically anywhere. If you search at a church radio, we'll show up and you can subscribe and uh, check out what the Lord's doing through this ministry. So I'm so glad Amen. to be joined today by Brother Woods here in the studio. And as always, it's it's a pleasure. Brother. Amen. Likewise, <clears throat> Brother Samuel, it's always good to get together and expound the word of the Lord. Amen. And uh, we... Uh, get a lot out of it ourselves mm-hmm. as we are expounding the word of God because it you know that's a two-edged sword and it cuts coming and going right. and it is needful and rightful especially for the children of God that we get versed and knowledgeable in what thus saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, Brother Samuel. Um, last week we were talking and to give an illustration about uh, added value and uh, I had a few envelopes and uh, uh, Brother Mark and Brother Samuel and I were showing them the processes and describing the processes of how uh, certain envelopes are made. And uh, the added value being in if it has a just a plain envelope or uh, an envelope with windows, envelope with uh, inside tint, envelope with special printing on for the customer. Everything that was on that envelope, starting from a plain white envelope, everything that was put on there is added value. So it costs the customer more in cost <clears throat> for, for the production processes for those things to be added to uh, that envelope. And likewise, we started in, uh, I think, I think was uh, second, second Peter, Brother, Sam, uh, mm-hmm. Brother Samuel. And with uh, second Peter, we started at the uh, uh, first verse, I think, uh, four, maybe the verses one through 10, I think it was. And we got to uh, talking about, and I think we ended up with, uh, the last thing we talked about was knowledge and the, the different things that God adds to us as we walk with him. It can add to our faith, mm-hmm. the basis for what we do and what God is planning on doing with us. And then from there on, as we walk with God, these other, these other attributes are added into our lives and into our being mm-hmm. and help us to be a more effective witness and to perform the perfecting of the saints. And what I like to kind of uh, go back to is uh, the manufacturing process and kind of illustrate certain things concerning the manufacturing process. Now, <clears throat> as I told Brother Sam and Brother Mark last week, uh, I worked in this industry for some 47, for some 47 years. And during that time, you see a lot of different things that go on. So uh, I kind of like to point out, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, right now, the facet of people involved in manufacturing we have all the goods and services that came into the plant and it was a um, it was a pretty good sized plant it was some 231,000 square feet of manufacturing on um, production manufacturing warehousing and shipping uh and i worked uh the, the job that i had i pretty well ran through the whole plant because i was in production taking product off the machine putting it in the warehouse storing it and help shipping the product out and uh, 
I, I acknowledged last week, this envelope company, which uh, was a U- United States envelope, USC, was uh, originated in part of the 13 original colonies. So the industry now is almost as old as the United States is old. Mm, yeah. So it has been around a while, and it's still it's still a very viable industry, even though with the with the uh, advent of the internet and uh, online shopping and different things, you know, <clears throat> and the postal service, we they they're still making envelopes. So uh, they were talking about, well, five years from now, we won't have the industry. I said, well, I said, that's pretty much, I said, because everybody's not, uh, uh, won't be able to get to the internet or a computer, you know, depending on your status in life, as far as how much money you make, you know, especially if you're aged and some, you know, older folks tend not to want to be tech savvy and kind Mm -hmm. of afraid of it, but that's just the way things are, but they're still making envelopes. Mm. Well, when I first started out, <clears throat> excuse me, with this plant, I was uh, something like 23 years old, and just out of the service and just young, young and raw, and uh, got into it with some of the uh, management people. And it was often running from there, and I started getting involved with the union. Uh, I ended up being a uh, steward for a number of years and then uh, went on to vice president and serving on the board of uh, the the, uh, union. And uh, a lot of things have been said about unions uh, that I kind of like to clarify, because when you're on the inside, you see things. Now, unions have gotten a bad rap for being corrupt. Uh, you know, they, the, the famous Jimmy Hoffa and others, other, others of the Teamsters, you know, how they have exploited pension funds and what have you. But in essence, unions were basically good because uh, the people that were disenfranchised and getting worked for low pay, hard hours, no health benefits, these things, you know, come into play, mm-hmm. and, and, and we and we know, and I'm, I know my brother will agree with, will agree with me. Everybody should be entitled to quality of life, sure. you know, to have a, to make a living wage. I mean, that's not too far fetched. I know they're going around and around about that now, but <laughs> you know, if you have a family, you just can't make it on a nickel and a nail. Mm-hmm. You see, you need something substantial, you know, to have a, a home, food, clothing, you know, the basics. And that was really the intent that I had and my thoughts were when I joined the union. It wasn't the fact that, you know, I was looking at people racking up a lot of money. It was the needs of the people that really kind of pricked my heart. Hmm. And from that point on, uh, I got kind of immersed in uh, the goings on and working with uh, people. Now, you have a plan of that size, 231,000 square feet and 100, about 175 employees on three shifts. Well, you know, you get to get involved with not only the internal workings of what's going on with the union, you get on, you get involved with the internal workings of what's going on with the company. Mm. So they had a contract, uh, Brother Samuel. The contract book was maybe about this size, mm-hmm. maybe a little shorter, but mm-hmm. just about as wide, and but it's about as thick. Mm-hmm. And in that contract were the agreements between the company and the union about, you know, wages, times of production, Mm -hmm. vacations, health benefits, and different things. You know, they had some things that were uh, outside of that, that they had, uh, you know, addendums that they would add on. But basically, that contract was it. So uh, being involved in the union, uh, there was the uh, president, vice president, chief steward, Financial secretary and and the re, and the re, and the re, uh, your, uh, treasurer treasurer and recording secretary recording secretary and those five posts and those were the most important and any time that a grievance would come up, that's who's sitting on mm-hmm. the meetings. Now, the contract that we had was negotiated between the company and the union, and by the time they got the language together and the book out, the stewards and those that were involved in representing people had to be a pretty astute about what's going on with the contract. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. someone would come up with you, come up to you and say, well, I've got a problem, this, this, and this. And you had to be able to relate to what, what, what section of the contract was being violated and if they did really indeed have a case. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of run, ran amok with some people because certain things that the company had done was not included in the contract, mm-hmm. but it kind of bordered along some type of, how can I say, uh, some type of violation of their uh, rights. Okay. Now, 
everything wasn't found in the contract. And the, we were able to go outside the contract for different government agencies like the EEOC and, and the NL, NLRB, those things that, you know, you would have to go over and above to help people. And that's where I really ran into problems because I was willing to go over and above, not just the con, not, not, not just let the contract stop me there. Uh, there was maybe some other agencies that I could help them and turn them on to some type of help. And the whole thing was, Brother Sam, was that you have a heart for the people. Mm -hmm. And the fact of it is that no one wants to see anybody suffer. Uh, I've seen uh, people with disabilities, they were worked against, they were were, uh, exploited. I've seen women that were talked to terribly, they were done terribly. Uh, There was just some hard things to see. Mm. And these things, here again, it was a thing of the heart. I mean, if, if you want to get involved with helping people, you, you, you best better be prepared mm. to help them, mm. you know. Mm. And, you know, we can, we can see the correlation between that kind of help in just in the natural world and help in the spiritual world mm. and the things that, you know, were happening. Well, <clears throat> Brother Sam, the language in the contract was questionable when I come to find out mm. <clears throat> because they talked about union politics. I mm. think I told you about that mm-hmm. once before. But union politics would be no different than politics right now. Uh, you never knew really whose uh, court the ball was in because, you know, that's the way they played it. And they horse traded with grievances. They horse traded with people's lives under the table back meetings, you know, and this is just the way things were. And on a broader scope, it, even the international, they had, you know, who rubbed shoulders with this person or who rubbed shoulders with Mm -hmm. that person. And sometimes you couldn't get a straight answer, but they told me, brother Sam, he said, well, this Person, a portion of the contract means doesn't so. And what they would throw back and say and tell me was, you have to know the spirit of the contract. Mm-hmm. You weren't there during the negotiations. I said, oh, really? I says, well, you know, that's why they had a grievance procedure because they would have people bring in and they would testify as to what the spirit of the contract meant. But you don't need to be hard pressed to find out whose spirit was dealing with what <laughs> when they wrote the contract. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because th- the fact of it is, how can we, as people, and we really look at it realistically, men are corrupt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always have been, always will be. Yeah. How can you get a fact of it is a good contract and a fair contract with someone that will give you a corrupt contract? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know we're on the right track because of the things you know, we can make a law and it'll change the next day to benefit whoever it is that yeah. wants to benefit. Yeah. But not so with God. And, and the thing was, uh, the thing is, Brother Sam, the intent of man and his heart condition. Mm. And that's where we want to lead into walking with God and what really this gospel means and what yeah. it's supposed to be, how it's supposed to be applied. Yeah. We as ministers of the gospel, we need to be well-versed in what thus saith the Lord. Yes. And unfortunately... That means that we're going to have to go in depth and us going in depth is not like me reading that contract written by men that they could twist that at their whim Mm -hmm. because God doesn't change. Right. Amen. This, this Holy Ghost contract that he is, he has drawn us into Mm -hmm. is much more, it's, it's much more rich. Yes. It's uh, I don't want to say complex, but it is because Mm -hmm. it's the word of God Mm -hmm. and I want to start off with uh, the condition of the heart of men. And mm-hmm. I'd like to go to Jeremiah the 17th chapter, Brother Sam, mm-hmm. and verses 9 and 10, if you don't mind. All right, Jeremiah 17, 9 yes, and 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. All right. Jeremiah here is dealing with the sins of Judah and the many times that they have uh, failed God. Mm. And we know that men fail because of the, uh, the, uh, the condition of their heart. Where it talks about here in verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Mm. It's, and, and that desperately wicked kind of renders out that it's incurably sick. Mm. Incurably sick. Uh, we would like to think that there is fairness in this world. And there is. We know that the only fairness really is the Lord Jesus Christ. But we see, and we talked about this before, Brother Sam, so many 
many millions, maybe billions of people are suffering under the hand of some type of tyrant or some type of individual that will deny rights or strip those rights away. The inhumane treatment that people do to one another. And the fact of it is that it's still being done, it's been done, and it's still being done and will continue to be done. Mm. But we have a responsibility. This is why the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is so pertinent to, uh, for us in these last, these last days. And we must be the stewards of the truth, but we must be conditioned to be good stewards of the truth. Amen. Now, Jeremiah here says uh, in the 14th to the 18th uh, verse, I'll just paraphrase it. He is, he is talking and he's asking about vindication from the wicked. Hmm. And it says, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me and I shall be saved for thou art my praise. Behold, they say unto me, where is the word of the Lord? And let it come. Well, they kind of poking fun of him and making fun mm. of him. As for me, I have not hastened. He is not led up for being a pastor to follow thee. Neither have I desired the wolf of day that thou knowest that which came out of my lips was right before me. He's talking about his persecution at the hands of the unrighteous. Mm. And the fact of it is that he's going through, but he has not stopped being a pastor and teaching and, and being a shepherd to the people that of Judah that need help. He's been crying out and talking and trying to tell them, you know, they need to change. But if he's talking about the heart being this, desperately wicked, and that's what we're dealing with here. And he says that, uh, thou knowest that uh, which came out of my lips were right before thee. Uh, be not a terror unto me, but thou art my hope in a day of evil. Let them be confounded that persecute me, uh, but let not the uh, let, let not be be confounded. Let them be dismayed, but let not me be dismayed. Hmm. Bring upon them the day of evil and destroy them with double destruction. <laughs> I'd like to kind of read this paraphrase here. It says, um, uh, verse uh, seven, uh, chapter seventeen, verses fourteen through eighteen. Jeremiah renews his plea for vindication and help. He prays not to be rescued from the persecution, but to be delivered through it. Mm -hmm. And that sent me to thinking about what we were talking about last week when we read in First, Second Peter, the additions to where it talks about, let me go here, brother. Sam. Let's go back to where we were last week in the, the spiritual edition, uh, chapter one. And we stopped at, uh, it was at verse six. And would you read verse six for me again, brother, brother Sam? And to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. Okay. That patience. Mm. Jeremiah here is asking not to be delivered from the persecution, but uh, patience to go through it. Sure. This is something that is a must for every child of God, especially the leaders, the ministers, brother Sam, that we you know we have to be mm. in a mindset. God did not leave us unprepared because this is why the Holy Ghost was given. Mm, One come right. alongside to help. Amen. It must be because it is impossible to rein in a, a, the mind of man or expect his heart to be right before God. Mm. This is God's word. Mm -hmm. And he said that he tries to reigns. He tries to reigns. Now, Lord, help us. I know that we don't want to ostracize or criticize but how many times have we heard oh he has a good heart and yes he does Cornelius had a good heart mm -hmm. but he had a heart that he wanted more and there was that godly sorrow mm -hmm. you know what I mean uh, uh, if, if we're looking at a good heart that heart would want more and have godly sorrow mm -hmm. there are people out there that are looking but they look they need someone to, to, to guide them mm -hmm. God uses us to guide them mm -hmm. and this is the thing but our conditioning is very relevant to be a guide. And how is patience developed? Over time. It's not just something because it's part of that spiritual addition, Brother Sam, that it just doesn't jump up and jump on you. It's something that is something that's cultivated hmm. over a period right. of time. And, it, yeah. and, it, and that's the reason why it's over a period of time. Because God knows that our in our flesh dwells no good thing. Mm -hmm. The analogies of the dross and the heat and everything, all those things are very real. Because uh, even in my experience, Brother Sam, just when you think that maybe you, 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 you're getting toward the mark and things are, things are you, 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 you're in a good place, 
God will reach down and pull something up to the surface <laughs> yeah. that you didn't know was there. Mm. And it's really, it's just, it's really an eye opener mm. because, uh, in my flesh, your flesh, there's no good thing. It mm-hmm. has to be under the guise. It has to be under under the direction of the Holy Ghost. Every single thing we do, mm-hmm. uh, I would like to think maybe in my carnal mind, not carnal mind in this, or maybe my insufficiency or my pride, that there's something that I can do. Mm-hmm. But like we talked about maybe a few weeks ago, <laughs> what, what God is giving us is not predicated on who we are, what we are, we're, we're real nothing. Yeah. I mean, we, we can't bring anything to the table to make this thing work. Mm. <laughs> Brother Sam, give me a comment. I see your mm. wheels turning mm. over there. Yeah, it's just, there's a lot in that. Um, when you're talking about the heart, you know, I was thinking of, and now uh, who can know it? You know, these kind of phrases. Uh, it reminds me of the same, some of the same things are said about the tongue in the book of James. And uh, like you said, in the flesh. And when you just kind of tally it all up and you're like, all right, what am I dealing with here? All of that is beyond us, right? It's it's all you know within our purview per se. You know, it's like we, it's all there. But you know, I can't tame this tongue. I can't tame this flesh. I can't tame my heart. I can't understand it even why it's you know why it wants to do what it wants to do. Surely, surely. Until and unless I have the Holy Spirit overarching, overcoming from within. And I was reading in First John yesterday. It's it's uh, become one of my favorite books of the Bible, and I just love the way his you know he expresses everything. And one of the verses in chapter five, I believe, he says. Um, who is he that that has overcome the world? And you know that that thought is so strong. It's like who could possibly overcome the world? And then he goes on to say, "He that believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God." And then he's talking about having the Spirit of God within you and all of that. And it's like unless you are there, unless you have that, you will never never accomplish these things. You will never overcome. You will never um, understand. You will never have that that freedom of of movement, you know, of lateral mm-hmm, of decision making, mm-hmm. all those things, uh, to be able to add, you know, like we're looking at in this passage, um, adding these things. And uh, I, I mean, I've, I know I've talked about it before, but I spent so long trying to live the Christian life mm-hmm. uh, and, and doing just that, trying, trying to live mm-hmm, the Christian life. You mm-hmm. know, I'd read it in the Bible, I'd see what the Bible says, and for what I could understand, I was like, well, I'm supposed to be doing this, that, and the other, right? Like you said, I'm supposed to have fruit in my life, I'm supposed to, you know, live good, I'm supposed to add faith, I'm supposed to add virtue and knowledge and all these things, and I would just try to do that and fail over and over and over again. And and I just kept coming up short and just kept thinking, you know, somewhere in the back of my head, I knew something was missing. I knew something was wrong. Oh, amen. Um, amen. But I didn't know why, amen. because I was confused. I was taught wrong. Um, and, and I, and I thought, well, I've got it all right. I've got the spirit, you know, all that stuff. So I must, it must just be, I don't know. I'll just kind of, I just kind of ignored it. Honestly, it's like, well, I just must not understand something. And then that day when I got the Holy Ghost, then it was like, you know, my eyes were opened. And then I was like, oh, okay. So this is possible. So this is doable. I just have to submit to the Holy Spirit. You know, and now that I have the Holy Spirit, then, as you said, as, you know, as that verse says, he can try the reins. He can he can sit in that driver's seat and he can be like, all right, let me show you how it's done. Oh, yes. And, yes. Um, and that's that's been just indescribable the difference i was trying to trying to put it into words the other day we had a someone uh someone i've known for a long time and uh he's you know a family member i'll say that <clears throat> and he was this is someone who's been quote unquote in ministry right raised in the same way we were mm-hmm. you know baptist <clears throat> doctor and everything mm-hmm. and he had a, a deeply personal issue that was going on and he was sharing with us and he was just like i i I know I'm missing something. I know, you know, I've, I've, I've counseled people. I've read the Bible, you know, all over and over and over again. And he said, but I'm missing something. And I'm like, I know what you're missing because I remember missing it too. And, um, and so, you know, we got to share just the difference, the absolute difference. Oh, yes. It just cannot be uh, overstated. Just oh, having yes. the Holy Spirit. It's just, it's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Cause then, oh, then yes. you can actually overcome, then you can actually win. Cause until that point, if, if you do feel like you have a victory, it's very fleeting and it's very temporary and it's very narrow. Yes, sir. And, and, yes, sir. And you're like, wow, you know, I can't believe that I actually won that time. I can't believe that I actually overcame the flesh that time. And then the very next time, boom, you're defeated again. Hallelujah. And that's how I was living Hallelujah. every time. So true. And um, I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit, for the, so for the victory, for that, you know, that I can look at. The, and and, and as, as, as I guess what I'm coming back to is that verse in First John, he says, over, he says, overcoming the world. And the world we think of as, you know, the systems, the world, the evil in the world. But the word there is the world, like everything. Everything. everything you yes. are able to overcome everything, Amen. including Amen. yourself, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So true. And uh, so, yeah, that's just what it brings me back to is is the absolute hope that's in that, the absolute victory and, and encouragement that's in that. Amen. So true. Um, 
as we were stating before here, and uh, Jeremiah is uh, making a plea for vindication. But he also said that most interesting thing, the, 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 the pennings were that he wasn't looking to be taken out of the persecution, mm, mm-hmm. but he was looking for a way to go through the persecution. Yep, yep. Uh, and then you, you, you brought up a, a, a good scripture, and I kind of like to go there as relationship as to what Jeremiah is saying and what we should be picking up on in our walk with God. Mm-hmm. And let's go to James, mm-hmm. uh, the first chapter. Mm-hmm. And you just about hit it exactly where we were going. Uh, <clears throat> now, for those that are listening to us, we're, we're talking about uh, the impossibility of mankind to right himself. Mm. Uh, if he's, if he's a, 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 a boat upside down, he can't right himself. He, mm. he, he'd be sailing in circles or, yeah. or, or going with one or because he, he, he cannot he cannot dictate his own fate by his own actions because they're always going to come up wrong, mm. dead wrong. So, um, Brother Sam, uh, would you read for me? We have started uh, chapter one and we read verses one through four. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Trying of your faith Mm -hmm. worketh patience. And we see here there must be something that starts this that, that starts this process, uh, something to kickstart this catalyst to where what we go through adds to our adds to our faith as that spiritual tradition as as this virtue at virtue then to knowledge and then knowledge tempers which is self control and to and to that self control the patience. A lot of people are not patient. Mm. <laughs> A human being without the Holy Ghost cannot be patient. Even mm. though I've seen people with patience without being saved. By the grace of God, I think they're 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 blessed to have that because mm-hmm. we know God is no respecter of person. He does help those that are without. But for us that were then, that patience and that that tribulation when we go through, it says that the word of God says, For our light afflictions were are but but for a moment, mm-hmm. working a far more and exceedingly eternal weight of glory. Uh, that brother Sam is a large statement. Mm. Our light afflictions were are just but for a moment. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that we endure and some of the things we will endure walking with God is the fact that he is going to take out that necessary thing that will mm-hmm. keep us from making it. Mm-hmm. That spot or wrinkle that we don't know is there. Mm-hmm. And that will manifest itself if it's not if it's not taken care of. When they talk about a little leaven leavens a whole mm-hmm. lump, well, we know that you know yeast rises and you put that in the dough and it rises, and said just a little leaven, a little pride, brother mm-hmm. Sam, a little uh, resentment, a little of anything. Like I said, I I felt maybe you know I'm you know I'm. Maybe I'm, you know, and then God says, no, you cannot, you cannot, we cannot, like, like this thing is said, we cannot create our own paper because, you know, we're going to, we're going to make an excuse for yeah. maybe why, yeah. but God makes no mistakes, brother Sam, and, and we know this for a fact that if we walk with God any length of time, we must yield our members to him. Mm-hmm. And we go back to that scripture we talked about last week, uh, uh, being a living sacrifice, ah, uh, that's so hard for the flesh because we don't want to do what we should do. And that's just innate. And it's because of that sin. The fact of it is that the trial of your faith works patience. Mm. I'd like to go through First um, uh, Peter and, and uh, chapter 4. Let's see. First Peter chapter 4, Brother Sam. And uh, verses 12 through Let's try verses 12 through uh, 19, brother, brother Sam. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. 
If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Now, that's spun my head around a few mm. times, brother, <clears throat> because here again, it's saying so much with mm. the importance of our going through. Now, I was told a long time ago, you know, we can have trouble. And trouble is a thing that they say was doesn't last always. But Job had a different type of trouble. He mm -hmm. had compounded trouble, which is tribulation, which is trouble on top of trouble, on top of trouble, on top of trouble. There, it's, a, it's an impossibility. It's, I think it's in Second Corinthians where it talks about we are perplexed on every side, but not in despair. Uh, these things that God allows us to go through, but he's a faithful and high priest mm -hmm. that he we were able to help us mm. because he was in all points tempted as we were going to be mm -hmm. tempted. Brother Sam, it takes on a whole big, big world of the essence of being saved. Mm. You and I, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. You fill me with the Holy Ghost. And he has enlightened us and we see the error of our ways mm -hmm. back then. Mm -hmm. And we can see the error of ways of people that are, are without, that don't know. But we, we, we have a compassion for them. The types and shadows in the Old Testament, the book of Exodus, where it talks about the articles of furniture mm -hmm. in the uh, holies of holies. And the one article that and now people don't realize how dark that place was. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it said beyond that veil, it, it was pitch black, they mm -hmm. say. And the only way that the high priest could move around and do what he needed to do in the holies of holies was by the light of the golden candelabra. Mm -hmm. The illumination of that golden camera camera is a type of the Holy Ghost mm. that Christ gave us. The only way to really read and understand the word or the yeah. bread of life yeah. is by the illumination of the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And brother, we know that's right on Amen. point because you have experienced it and you yeah. still are experiencing it. And it, get, it, it just gets more glorifying. Mm -hmm. But as God draws us closer through that word, he's going to take us through something that we might understand that this is a living word. Mm. A lot of people, you know, I mean, like I told you the other day, it just bothers me that people want to discount this word of God. Yeah. When there's stories in here that they don't really realize, and there's intricacies in this word that's mm -hmm. just interwoven. I mean, mm -hmm. just the little unique stories about, you know, does anybody know about why Ammon was killed and who killed him and for what reason he did, you know, and then what happened with different people. I mean, these are intricate stories. Mm -hmm. They're not just in there to just uh, fill a gap to just right. because no one else had anything to say. They had purpose and meaning. Right. And brother, when we really, we really, the Holy Ghost allows us to really read this word mm -hmm. in the proper context, it mm -hmm. is awesome. Amen. And it does sometimes it, it can make you weep. It can mm -hmm. fill you full of joy. Mm -hmm. And 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 over a period of time, brother, that turns into something like it's called the beauty of holiness. Mm -hmm. You have a mm -hmm. comment, brother, and yeah. come forth with it. I appreciate it. Well, I, I'm just still thinking about the passage in James um, where he said, you know, diverse temptations, you know, meaning mm -hmm. a wide variety, yes. right? Yes. Different yes, kinds of things yes, sir. and different levels. Yes, sir. And then he says uh, the trying of your faith, uh, which leads to the patience. And it just, you know, even just now made that connection that, the the point of all of this, the temptations, is not to make you feel bad. It's not to make you. Uh, it's not for God to punish you. It's not for yes, uh, you know you to just be brought low. Although that may be necessary, the point is so that trying of your faith. Mm -hmm. And you know the the and Job said the same thing. You know when when you know I shall come forth as gold. The point of purging, the point of, of going through those, you know, as in a fire seven times, you know, where you heat it up, you cut mm -hmm, the dross off, mm -hmm, you know, and you keep mm -hmm. doing that. The point of that is not the pain, although that may be necessary. The point of it is the purification. The point of it is to get it to where it's reflect, you're reflecting and you're, you're actually capable at that point of being a full a full blown image of God Amen. on the earth, and that's what he's that's what he's working Amen. at. That's what he's getting at. And I just I thought of it because uh, the trying of your faith worketh patience. It's interesting how that trying 
can take a lot of different forms. Uh, you know, yes, the, the, one of the simplest ways to think of it, you yes, know, sir. is when we think of, okay, you know, you're going through a trial, what we consider a trial, you know, you have a sickness or someone dies or, you know, mm-hmm. you lose your house or whatever. Like, okay, that's a trial. But testing can come on a lot of different levels. Amen. Uh, I've recently started engaging, and, and I have been for some time online more with different groups that I'm a part of, you know, hobbies and things. And, and when you speak out about, okay, well, this is how I, this is what I believe is in, you know, Jesus Christ. Then suddenly, you know, it's funny, these people that left you alone or were all cool, suddenly they get all uppity and they're all, you know, up in your face mm-hmm. and they're like, well, nobody really knows that. And, you know, blah, blah, you know, they're, just, they're trying to tear down just everything about the Bible and whatever. And, you know, it's the same thing when you try to go to uh, any kind of learning. I enjoy listening to sometimes um, while I'm doing something else with my hands, I like to listen to podcasts or I like to listen to lectures. And nowadays, you know, there's all kinds of stuff online. Mm-hmm. You can find, you can go on mm-hmm. on YouTube and I you know, I can get lectures from people at MIT, you know, these great learned men, you know, all the physics, whatever it is. Yes, you know, sir. it's just yes, interesting sir. to me to, yes, to kind of hear what's, you know, kind of get a little bit of, of education on some of these things, just okay. understand things better. Okay. But as I'm listening to this one the other day, he's he's supposed to be talking about physics. Uh, I can't remember if it was... Um, anyways, it was, it was something about physics. And he spent the first 20 minutes talking about how you can't trust in ancient wisdom, anything, you know, anything from before what we know today. It's yes. like they didn't know anything, you know, they didn't know any better. And I'm just sitting here listening to him and, and he seemed angry, you know, almost like, like, I can't believe anybody would, you yes, know, would yes, trust any yes, of this stuff, yes, you know? Yes. I'm sitting here <clears> thinking, how do you think you got where you are? You know, uh, even was it, I think it was Newton, I can't remember who said, you know, talking about standing on the shoulders of giants, you know, that, that anybody who works in science or any kind of learning, Come like you're, now. you're building off of what Come people learned or, or were given by God before. And it's just, it, anyways, to put all that together from, and several of these different things recently over the past week, I've noticed this where those things try my faith. And it sounds funny, but they really do because they. You're sitting here, and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, you, at, on some level, you're like, well, is he right? You know, it, should I, should I, uh, should I discount something that's in the scriptures Come because on, it's an, you know, this old, outdated yes, book? Yes, yes. Or when they when they tell me, oh, you know, well, Jesus is just another form of the God consciousness that we all know about because of blah blah. <laughs> you know, it's this whole new age Gnostic nonsense. And you know, just for a moment, you know, you have to, in, in yourself, you're like. Uh. Well, are they right? You yeah. know, and, and Come on now. every time that happens is a trying of my faith because then it's it's testing it. It's it's you know from some out external source saying, "Do you really believe that? Is it really true? Is yes. it really real? <clears throat> you know that experience you had. Does it really count? You know, does is this? Do you really have faith? Do you really believe it? And every and it's funny because I was reading that verse and I'd never thought of it in that context until just now of how every time I've gone through one of those moments that gives me patience. And it's kind of funny how that works. You know, it's like that doesn't seem connected, but somehow yes, it, it is, is where it's like every time yes, now I have is. more patience with myself. I have more patience with others yes. because I, I understand more of like, OK, you know, uh, trying of your faith means sometimes Hallelujah. you're sitting here wrestling through it. Right. You got to you mm-hmm. got to determine you got to your willpower. You got to you got to say you got to actually believe and say, OK, I do believe it. Or, you know, unfortunately, some people, when they're put to that testing point, would say that's where their true colors are revealed. And they right, say, right, right. you know what? I never really did believe it. You know, I said yeah. I did and I, and I thought something happened and whatever, but I don't, I don't really believe it. I'm not, not this much, right? Not not to the point oh, where yes. when this comes up, I'm going to hold on to it, you know, and I'm actually going to trust it. And, um, you know, all that to say that that this, the scripture bears out every time. Every time. Every time. And, you know, this, this uh, when people question it anymore, I've gotten, I'm getting to the point where I have to laugh when, when people say, oh, you know, you can't know that, or the Bible isn't really, yes. you know, it's, it's uh, <clears throat> you know, based on other ancient texts, you know, you can't trust it, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you just don't know. They like, don't you know. don't know. They you don't. you have not been through the things that I've been through. You haven't seen God do the things that I've seen God do. And uh, and then it was encouragement to me to share some of that with someone where I was like, look, I this, here's my, here's what I've seen. Here's my personal experience. And I started walking through. I'm like, I've seen Amen. God answer explicit, specific Amen. prayers time after time. I had, you know, I had the experience of speaking in tongues, being filled with the Holy Ghost. I, you know, I, I read the scripture now and I can understand it and discern it in a way I could never before in my life. I've had multiple times where, and we've talked some about this, you know, is uh, assuming that, that, um, or, or I should say expressing that authority and that dominion that God's given mm-hmm. us in the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I have, I have done things that seem foolish, right? But they, but they worked. And I'm like, 
Okay, so there's something to this, right? There is power in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, when when uh, it was just it was it was a while ago. It was actually soon after I'd received the Holy Ghost, and I was honestly at that moment of just kind of like, let me see if this is real. Let me see if this works, right? Because they keeps everyone keeps telling me, you know, in the church, and they're like, oh, just claim the name of Jesus. And I'm like, I was we were uh, we were supposed to be going to I think it was a camp meeting we were going at, and I was supposed to drive across. We were still living at the other house. I was supposed to drive over here, pick somebody up, and then we were going to leave. On the way here, the car started uh, just shaking and, and just giving me problems. You know, everything. <laughs> It was like, it was like sputtering, like the battery was dying or something. And then the brakes seemed to be given out. And it was like several different problems that we'd looked at, but you know, it wasn't, it shouldn't be happening. And I was at this light and the car's just like dying. And I'm just like, oh man, if I get stuck here, I I'm not a mechanic. I'm not gonna be able to fix it. Mark wasn't with me at the time. And I just, I, 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 I prayed for a moment and then I commanded the car. And it sounds, again, it sounds funny until you realize that it's real. And I come out and I said, now look, I'm supposed to be at this camp meeting. I know God wants me there and I go, no, God's, you know, led me to go there. And I said, you are not going to stop me from doing the will of God today. Like you're not, this is not going to get in the way of what God's trying to do. And I, I claimed it in the name of Jesus. I said, you're going to, you're going to start acting right and we're going to get there and, and it's going to, you know, we're going to accomplish the will of God. And wouldn't you know, it was like 10, five, 10 seconds later, the, the light turned green and the car just, and just picked right up. And it was like, it started behaving. And that's literally what happened. And it's, and I drove off and it was one of those moments where, uh, it, it was, it, it was me expressing and going through acting out the faith of, okay, is this real? Like, am yes. I, am I able to, am I able to claim the authority and the dominion of Jesus Christ? when I'm doing the will of God, right? And when I'm when I'm walking Amen. in his way and when Amen. I'm going to accomplish Amen. his works. And it was just, and there's been tons of other instances like that, you know, I could go through where it's just continuously reinforcing it. But every time you do that, that's another trying of your faith. It's another testing. It's like, Amen. is it real? Is it going to work here? Is it going to work here? Is it yes. going to work here? Yes. And then it's, it's, and again, it's something, it's the way God operates, you know, spiritually, supernaturally, I can't make it quite make sense. But then that leads over to me then having patience, as the scripture says, and something about that works patience into me, into my situations. When I go through a trial, when I see others going through a trial, it's like, all right, it'll be okay. You know, just have patience. Amen. God's working it out, you know, all of that. And and there's this give and take and and everything. So um, I, I mean, all that to say, like I said, the, the scripture, the scripture bears out. It's true. Yes, it's, it's true. always true. And <clears throat> you just have to actually, uh, you know, submit to it. You have to, do you have to allow God to work? You, you're saying a key so, word. <clears throat> if you're saying, the, you're saying a key word, if we use, if I'm going to use a crude analogy, anybody that's ever wrestled or boxed mm -hmm. and your opponent is a lot more skillful or stronger, uh, and you put you in submission, mm -hmm. and you have to yield, tap out, or however you want to use it. Mm -hmm. Those tests and trials are designed on a similar scheme mm -hmm. because the heart is desperately wicked, mm -hmm. and there's no soundness in our flesh. But if you allow yourself, like you said, you allow yourself to be used in the will of God, if there's a stranglehold put on you in some type of way or fashion mm -hmm. that you think you're going to lose or lose your life, which could be sickness, could be any number of situations, sure. we're, all, we're all different. God has tailored everything for us specifically, mm -hmm. personally. Mm -hmm. yeah. He knows how to break that will. And this is basically what we're talking about. You were in the will of God and you were doing something for the will of God and you spoke that and God's will is your will. You become that parent. Mm. It was actually something that he wanted because it's nothing we can do to change the situation. Right. But we, what I'm saying is that not that we don't have that ability, but it's through him. That's what right. I'm saying. It's right. all, everything is always through him. Amen. Uh, a breakdown of will and a breakdown of the mindset. Because we start leaning to our own understanding, mm -hmm. we, that, that's that's out the window. Yeah. Because God can bring us into submission. But here again, the only thing, the only thing I will offer this, the only thing I will in this, only thing that we can do is offer up our will. Mm -hmm. Because that we don't have anything else. I, I, I give. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> when God draws us, when He drew us into this to this fam, mm -hmm. to our family, mm -hmm. it, it was like. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm giving up. I'm not, I'm not satisfied with what I see. I, I know I need more. I had to give up what I think was right. Yeah. Uh, he beat me into submission uh, in such a fashion. I'll, I'll never forget it. Uh, I used to be able to drive from one side of town all the way out here. There were no, there were, there were no, a lot of houses. There were a lot of cornfields out here then. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was driving, you know, just taking my time. It was about a 45 minute drive all across town. But he troubled me so bad. 
It's something, it felt like I got over here in about five minutes. I mean, he actually like he condensed time on me. <laughs> but the fact of it is that when he draws you, mm. he draws you everybody in a certain way. But as we, he starts to establish our walk with him, certain things are going to be needful. Mm. Uh, I was well versed in contract language, mm-hmm. could file agreements. I gave everybody the blues when they saw me coming. <laughs> but the child of God, when God verses you and takes you through something and makes it real, that real, real in your life, and it becomes the the uh, intangible becomes the tangible, mm-hmm. and you speak that, mm-hmm. man, it's it's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. That's that that's that Holy Ghost power. Amen. And this is what God is using us for and developing us for, Brother Sam, mm-hmm. because it's a whole different scenario mm-hmm. than just reading words on a page. Yeah. These words are real, amen. But they don't, like I said, that old JT, that on job training. God's mm. going to take <laughs> us through, and we He's going to muster us through and give us that ability through Him, because right. there's nothing we can do. And, and like I said, this is another part of that uh, spiritual addition as mm-hmm. far as patience. We, mm-hmm. you know, we can we can go on segment after segment, <laughs> and 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 really realize it's all through Him. It's always got to be through Him. And so I really appreciate, you know, the time to spending here and talking with you and the relevancy of it all. Amen. So, I mean, Amen. if you have anything else, I'm just about ready to wrap it up, my brother. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's um, a lot of it comes back to the fact that uh, that it's that it's real, Yeah. that it is real, that he's real, that um, and that was what God was working in me when he was drawing me in. And before we actually were led to this church was mm. he's establishing that thought in my mind and, and convincing me and showing me that he is real, that he's everything, that Jesus Christ is there was there was a specific vision that I had where it's it's hard to explain, but basically that Jesus is the the key to the to reality itself. Mm-hmm. That he's foundational mm-hmm. to reality itself. Mm-hmm. That if that if Jesus Christ mm-hmm. was not who he says he is, if he was not God, if he was not fully God and God was all him, then our very fabric of reality would just fall apart. It would just dissipate. So it's true. Like he, he's holding it together. So true. And once I was convinced of that, once I was, because I thought I was saved, I thought I knew, I thought I understood, you know, Jesus is my savior, all of that. I'd pray to prayer, all those things. But once I understood that, then it was like I was ready. Once I accepted that, I was like, yes, okay, I get it. Then I was ready to do anything God asked me to do. All right. And I thought I was ready before, but it was like it took it took this this kind of pointed bringing it bring it to a Thank point God. of like, all right, now do you actually believe? Is it Thank really God. real? Okay. And once we once we've established that, then we can move forward. And then it was like, you know, we came here and I heard the preaching, you know, you got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. When I was like, well, it's in the Bible. All right, let's do it. You know, there's there's no hem hawing around. It's like if God shows you something and you believe Him, and you know that He's real, then whatever He says, you just do it. You know, that's you know, you look at Abraham, and uh, I just got through reading. That that recently, you know, reading through the Bible again, and he, from the get-go, you know, he was told to get up and leave where he was living, and he was like, okay, and he just got up and did it, and every time you see God telling him to do something, he just gets up and does it, and that's the walk, right? Amen. That's that's Amen. that's following God, Amen. and it may not be the same thing every time, it may be going further, you know, it may Amen. be easier this time, it may be harder the next time, Amen. you know, whatever, yes, sir. but that's that's the life, right? That's that's what we've been called to, is just every time God says, hey, I, God. I need you to do this, I want you to do that, God. you say, yes, okay, let's do it, let's, 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 you know, let me be your hands and feet, let me, let me go where you want me to go, let me, you know, speak to someone, whatever it is, and, uh, and, and it's really, it's funny because from the outside, sometimes... You can focus on like a passage in James or here in Peter when he talks about the fiery trial, right? And these, we're just like, man, you know, the Christian life is hard, you know? And it's like, yeah, it, it is, but it really, it's pretty exciting though. It's pretty, it's it's what we were made to do. It's it's what we were made mm-hmm. for. And so it feels good. It, and it's funny to say that, but it really is. It really does. It feels right. You know, when things go fit into the pattern God established for them, when when we're living in the way that God designed us to live, mm-hmm. everything fits, everything works, you know? And then you're like, wow, oh, I didn't realize, you know, it's just, it's like if you were learned that you were walking wrong your whole life. Yes, and it's like, yes. hey, you're not <clears> supposed <throat> to walk, you know, on, on your heels, like you're supposed to be walking like this, you know, whatever it is. And then somebody showed you and you're like, oh, like, wow, I was all out of whack. Like all my joints were all messed up that whole time because I was leaning wrong or whatever. Yeah. And then you just, you understand, you know, the way, the way of God, the way that things are supposed yeah, to be. And I know I'm kind of rambling That's, that's okay. Over, it's but... okay. I, I just, uh, as you were talking, uh, the, the, the scripture we just got through finished reading, it's, uh, as far as when you fall into these manifold temptations, mm-hmm. happy mm-hmm. are ye. Yeah. 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 I mean. That's what you're actually saying. Yep. Happy yeah. happy because you really realize it's it's a, it's not it's an attack that God has allowed for our personal benefit for mm-hmm. the glory of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, and I told someone, and I and I'll give it back to you. 
when I was, <clears throat> God told me one time years ago, 1998, uh, I was up against it. He said, he told me, he said, don't worry about money. Mm -hmm. And I make a that really what you said, or was that just something I thought come from my own head? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as time went on, I got displaced to another job that was making a loss about $175 on the week, on the week. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was kind of dismayed, but when I got this place, I had to work a lot of overtime coming in and staying over early. And it happened so much. It's only 52 weeks in a year. And I was working 35 weeks out of a year overtime, either coming in or, or, or staying over. And I got to complain and wanted to file the grievance. I said, I'm the only one. And that small voice said, yes, you are the only one. Hmm. And right then, when I realized that it was him <laughs> telling me, don't worry about mm -hmm. money, mm -hmm. It got so easy because I was a recipient of something he told me that was for my own good and just my perception of what mm -hmm. I was going through. It was, a, mm -hmm. it was tedious to me, mm -hmm. but when I accepted he said, yeah, you are the one, it got real easy to mm -hmm. work that over time. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yep, and that's... Uh that's the way it is, as Jesus said, that his, uh, his yoke is easy and his yes. burden is light. Amen. And, uh, you know, there is a yoke, there is a burden. Mm -hmm. We do have to bear a cross, mm -hmm. but he's right there alongside us. Yes. And um, so it is not, uh, he will not put upon us more than what we can bear. Brother, I, I told we've been talking with Pastor Stephen, and I, we were sitting here, and I said, you know, it's called a yoke of oxen, mm -hmm. and yoke means two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. One yeah. oxen applied. He's yep. on the. He's, he's got the other. Yep. He's in the other yoke with you, Amen. and he's helping you along. Yep. Pull that. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, praise God. It's um, been good, brother. Yeah, as usual. amen. It's been a good, good hour or so here. Um, if you're joining us live, or you were joining us live, I believe from what I saw that Facebook cut us off, and I don't know exactly why. So we'll have to figure out what's going on there. But we were still able to record, and and uh, should be posted immediately after we're done here. This will also be going out on our podcast feed at a church radio. Uh, you can find that wherever you find podcasts. We'll also put it up on YouTube. And uh, please, we, we'd ask you to share it, to subscribe and like and all that stuff, but to uh, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know what God's doing as you're listening. Is God working in you? Is God teaching you something? Or uh, did God bring a scripture to your mind that we that we skipped over, you know, something else that we could add to, add to our knowledge here? So uh, we encourage you and we ask you to get involved. And uh, we thank you so much to everyone who is listening. I know we have listeners, as we've seen from all over the world, joining us. And so we're so appreciative of that. And we hope God blesses you. And uh, we thank you so much. If you want to join us here at, at a church, Antioch the Apostolic Church is in Indianapolis at 11140 East 10th Street. We do have service tonight starting, I believe, at 730. And then on Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. And uh, we'd love to have you join us and just uh, fellowship and worship God together. And otherwise, we thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast, and we'll catch you again next time. God bless. Church Radio.